0: Welcome to The Payroll Podcast with your host Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, Specialist Payroll Recruiters.
1: Hello and welcome to The Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, Director at James Gray Associates, Specialist Payroll Recruiters. Today I'm excited to be joined by Richard George, a good friend of mine, a client and colleague and someone I met in 2004 successfully placing him at Starbucks as payroll manager. Since then, he's gone on to become client relationship director at Ceridian. We were able to place him again at employer services as director of business operations in 2009. And more recently in July, 2016, Richard became Director of Education at the Learn Centre. Richard is a bit of an expert on all things payroll. He's worked for some of the largest, most established businesses in the world, um, ex-global payroll manager at the likes of JP Morgan. But more recently, he's been focused at uh, the Reserve education on delivering a number of seminars on GDPR, which is an area today that we're going to elaborate on in a little bit more detail. So, Richard, welcome. Tell me a little bit about GDPR.
2: Okay, thanks, Nick. And uh, Hello, everybody. When it comes to the general data protection regulation, uh, I guess the key change for employers uh, and others alike who hold personal data is really, I guess, the compliance required in place to manage it effectively. For years, we've sat behind uh, a contract uh, and usually a statement in our contract that we come under the Data Protection Act. But from experience, it's very um, easy to see that people don't really appreciate what was actually in it. With GDPR, it's far more focused on the employer having the right compliance, but also it's uh, far larger in relation to the responsibilities for employers and the like in how they are looking after data uh, and ensuring the right safeguards are in place to protect people and to ensure their rights are, are maintained.
1: So what are the key changes then or additional requirements power managers will will need to be considering right now?
2: Well, going back from where I was, it's really about rather than having what we call best practice, um, which is the norm today. And when we talk about best practice, it's being more reactive to situation. So say, for instance, a data breach, you would treat it properly. You would enact it properly. You would ensure everything is um, in control but with GDPR, we actually move to something called design and default. And what this means is that you actually have a process in place, you've thought about your risks, and where possible mitigated any issues you may get. So really the key change for employers, especially around payroll, is really reviewing your data, understanding your processes, and on the back of that trying to remove and, uh, I guess, mitigate the risks that you may possibly have in those processes?
1: A lot of people already have processes in place, or departments will have processes in place which comply to the existing data protection laws. So which laws are going to change or which will be replaced by the
2: by the new GDPR regulations? Well, the good news is nothing's being replaced. So the Data Protection Act 1998 remains in its whole. GDPR is not new. Um, GDPR, I guess you can consider it to be the Data Protection Act one2 Is the best way to describe it so when we look at what's being replaced the actual replacement is more around how you treat data and i guess the rights of the individuals um, and how you have to bring them into your everyday fault is really the core
1: if it already exists and this is now version 1.2 why is it so important that companies review their gdpr position before may 25th
2: well a lot of it is now actually to do with how we communicate and what processes we have If you look at the original data protection, it was so far back in time that we didn't have the amount of technology we have. So mobile phones, the internet, the electronic solutions we have for passing data around, even email back in time was nowhere near used to the level it was. So in those circumstances, what we're trying to do is to bring data protection into the 21st century. And what we're trying to do is to understand our processes, understand how we're either using or sharing data with people to actually ensure our compliance is in place to minimise risk. Because it's all about the individual rights, because remember, it's their data we're using. As an example, then, I'm a
1: small business. um, I'm a payroll manager for a relatively small employer. And at the moment, um, let's say I am emailing, so using an older term, and emailing payslips out to my staff. What would be the potential risks or, or what kind of considerations should I be thinking about?
2: Well, in that scenario specifically, we've got to think about the actual process that that piece of information is going through. So you may well be going to an outside email solution, it may be having a, the opportunity of that information being interrupted or seen by others. So it's really the case of looking at every process you have, understanding the process in place, how is that process occurring? So what sort of formats is it going in? What models is it taking? And then really understanding through what is the impact of that process should something happen? So to a degree, we're looking at what would be your contingency plan initially, should something occur? But then what can you actually be proactive about changing to try where possible to minimise the risk as much as possible? So if you're emailing, emailing the, in the bulk of situations is a public system and it is hackable. So is that, for instance, the right medium for sending the payslips on? Would it make more sense to have a more secure portal-based compliant solution such as an e-payslip solution as your method of delivery? Because again, by going that way, we're trying to reduce and possibly remove the risk within the process.
1: If I wasn't to do the correct or undertake the correct impact assessments, and I am continuing to work the way I do, I'm sending out PDF, payslips, whatever it might be via email, what are the potential consequences for payroll departments or for payroll managers uh, or businesses as a whole, really, if they fail to make the uh, the necessary changes required by them, by law, for, for GDPR?
2: Well, I think there's a few. Number one, um, technology, fraud, cybercrime is moving so quickly that whatever process we have in place could be impacted by forms of crime. Hence, we have to try and remove that risk. The other key risk is really the individuals. So under the Data Protection Act and even more so under GDPR, the individual has rights. And on those grounds, if you are not, I guess, adhering to the individual's rights, Probably your biggest risk as a small business is actually the employee or the person whose data you're holding themselves actually taking you uh, either to court or claiming compensation against you. Now, if that would be the case, we could then be in a situation where the Information Commissioner's Office, for instance, may suddenly want to review your processes. Remembering with GDPR, it's a legal requirement to show your compliance, and as such, you could end up in a scenario where the Information Commissioner's Office would come in and review your processes, and on those grounds, it could obviously put you in jeopardy around ensuring that your compliance is there
1: there's a lot of scaremongering out there and one of the things we hear a lot about is the potential fines and ramifications for not being compliant i think i've seen figures such as four percent of global turnover or 25 million pounds whichever is the greater is this something that payroll departments should be concerned about now then you know how scary are these fines
2: well whenever there is compliance and wherever there is a government office there is always a risk of fines I think the big issue, and I know the ICO are very vocal about this, is that there is a huge amount of scaremongering going on at the moment about the possibility of the large euro fine or the turnover fine. I think in a smaller business, the bigger issue is going to be about reputation rather than cost. If there is going to be any form of, I guess, financial um, area, I think it is more going to be likely that it would be an individual who would be claiming compensation from you because you have failed your process or you have failed them in respect of how you've treated their data. So I always say, if somebody's talking about 20 million euros, they're usually trying to sell you something. Uh, I think that's a fairly key statement.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that's uh, absolutely true. And I think it's really good that you've, uh, you've clarified that for probably a lot of concerned people out there.
0: Time to find out more about you. Five quick questions.
1: Look, I've known you for a number of years. Richard and I have cycled from Nice to Pisa. We've cycled in Croatia. He's a, so I know a lot about you, but, but the listeners might not. So let's, uh, let's take things away from GDPR for a moment. How would your
2: friends describe you, Richard? And how would your work colleagues describe you? I think I was happier talking about GDPR. Um, <laughs> so how would my friends describe me? Uh, hard to get hold of. Uh, and that's because we're incredibly busy work-wise. People would say, I work very hard. I'm one of these people that uh, puts in the hours for my company. I'm very friendly. I like to think I'm a type of person that will do anything for anybody who needs it to be done. So, okay, Richard, tell us something about you that perhaps other people won't know. Something about me. I used to do a lot of work with the army. Um, I have had uh, a lot of involvement with uh, children's football. Uh, And I also work at the British Grand Prix. I uh, help out at the British Grand Prix and the MotoGP uh, as part of the racemaker process. So uh, I look after people in grandstands and get to see the race as well, which is obviously something I really enjoy. It's a big, one, big F1 fan. Fantastic. That's fantastic. I've learned something myself here, which is great.
1: Okay, a slightly stranger question today, but we give this to everybody that we speak to. So imagine you've been abducted by aliens and they want to learn more about our species. Okay. What item do you take with you? I don't really know. I think I will
2: take books. Um, Have a favourite? No, I think it would be um, books on history, just because I think they explain a lot about people. What period um, of time? Um, anything from Tudor. Okay, because, wow, Absolutely, because I think initially they'll think we're all as mad as cheese, but then they'll realise as time has gone by we've probably got a little bit more sensible.
1: Excellent, excellent stuff. Okay, so we know what you'll take with you. What game or instrument do you teach them? The piano. Why the piano?
2: Um, because I think it shows the skills and dexterity that we have but I think also as an instrument it's probably one of the most, I guess, diverse things that they would see e.g. you can have so many different variations of how it's used, played so on and so forth Fabulous
1: answer, I love That's that, answer. love that Well, I'm a musician myself so I'm always going to like that but, uh, okay, so what would you tell them about humans?
2: We are a lot more complicated than they think initially <laughs> would probably be the answer to that. Don't take anybody from face value and understand that there is a huge amount of ve- of difference between us.
1: Okay, well, that kind of okay. leads in nicely then to the last
2: piece of this, which is what truth or human trait do you hold back? Our need for war. I've watched too many films, <laughs> um, and on those grounds, they'd see us as a threat. Okay. Do you like that? Yeah, that's nice. yeah. good. There
1: you go. For sure, for sure. Okay, well, we digress slightly there, but it's good to find a little bit more about Richard. Uh, I've learned a few things there myself. We're going to go and dive back into uh, into GDPR.
0: Five technical questions.
1: Look, first things first, you're working for the Learn Centre now. Tell us a little bit more about what the Learn Centre are doing, uh, what role they have in helping power departments within GDPR. And actually, you know, outside of GDPR for quiet, You know, tell us a little bit about the Learn Centre.
2: Okay, so the Learn Centre itself is the UK's largest face-to-face trainer uh, for the payroll industry, If we're going to be specific about GDPR, um, one of our sort of key uh, models is around being your support and experts in the payroll industry. And on the back of GDPR, it means we've had a lot of, I guess, media, um, certainly a lot of newsletters and webinars that we've created, uh, a number of white papers on the subject, but also it's really trying to focus GDPR on our industry rather than giving the generic spiel we seem to see a lot about GDPR. What we've done is really focused the impact on the payroll and HR community. Back of that, we incorporate it in our very successful payroll update course, which is a full day update on payroll, but a chunk of that is on GDPR. But then we also run a much more, I guess, refined four hour session, uh, like a half day course on GDPR in payroll and HR. So really taking the whole area apart understanding all the intricacies but also ensuring people realize I guess the breadth of it because if there is one thing with GDPR is it's truly understanding how big it is people are very focused on it being their staff when actually the staff can be the easy bit in some organizations we have to look at all of the personal data we've got there all the interactions we have with that data so from our side it's really been I guess giving people focus I
1: okay, think that's uh it's interesting there, 'cause you mentioned obviously you're was- your courses are specific for payroll departments, payroll professionals when it comes to GDPR. And I think, I can't stress how important that is, we specialize in recruitment. And we've had so many clients peddle their wares to us, you know, selling services, GDPR presentations, seminars, whatever it might be. But unless they're working in my industry, that's they understand the types of data that we have, that we have to protect. You know, it's not where I need to be spending my money. I've gone and seen specific recruitment specialist GDPR seminars, and there's so much more to to gain from those and the more generic ones. And I think it's it's, it's an amazing service that's being offered. Now, in my research, I noticed that the Learn Centre have something they've coined or called the 12 key principles in relation to GDPR. I'm not going to ask you to to go through all 12, Richard, but it's interesting for you to maybe give the audience a little bit more of an understanding about those 12 principles involved.
2: Okay, well, the actual initial 12 principles came from the Information Commissioner's Office um, in relation to headings. But what we've done is we've really moved those headings on and actually put, I guess, a lot more, it's a horrible phrase, but meat on the bone uh, in relation to what do those headings mean to you? And really the 12 principles of compliance is really giving you awareness of not only the structure of what you've got to do, but also understanding how you're going to manage the impact and risk within your business. So we go from awareness uh, to training to rights to I guess process to impact assessment of risk all the way through to how you deal with third parties but also international transfer so really looking at the whole sort of gamut of um, GDPR and how we need to review our compliance so that by May the 25th when we all have to be at a point of compliance or at least have the plan for compliance we've really tried to, I guess, tick enough boxes that we truly understand the impact within our companies.
1: You mentioned awareness there as one of the the key titles. What can a a payroll department do then to establish that awareness, to identify potential risks, you know, the starting point, if you like, to the general data protection regulations? What what should a payroll manager be doing right now?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I can almost give you my introduction (laughs) to the course. So GDPR has three key elements. We have mapping, Process and collateral. When we look at mapping, that is the absolute key stage one item when we're looking at looking at our compliance. So the mapping stage is almost a brown paper exercise in the grounds of what do I hold, what do I do with it, and who do I share it with? Because it's just as critical that we manage the flow of data to our third parties, whether that be third party payroll providers, pension companies, private healthcare companies. You'll be surprised when you actually start pulling this apart just how many people you send data to. Once we actually understand the map of data, we can then start firstly understanding what data we hold and the sensitivity of it. And really, our key risk assessment is based on what is the sensitive data, which would actually put the individual at risk, should there be a problem. And from that, we move into stage two, which is reviewing process And when we look at process, again, we're looking at risk to individuals. We're not interested necessarily at all processes because there'll be processes you do that have absolutely no risk to people. But what we need to do is understand where the risks are and then move into something we call impact assessment. The final stage then is collateral. So once you know your processes, you know your risks, what do I then need to do or what do I need to change to actually apply the correct requirements for GDPR? That could be new policies and procedures. It could be staff training and policies around staff training. It may well also incorporate a review of your security, your office space, your filing systems, but even your IT infrastructure and hardware. What do you need to change to actually ensure that you are compliant? Um, you've actually answered some of the next questions I had uh,
1: listed here, which are what are the key points a payroll manager perhaps should consider when creating a GDPR implementation plan. But it, it sounds like uh, you, know, you need to assess and understand, develop process, look at your processes, undertake an impact assessment, and then collateral, you know, what to change, what you need to do, what you need to implement, which is great. Now, one of the things that we've, we're hearing a lot about is data protection officers or DPOs. Talk to me a little bit about what DPO means in the context of
2: a payroll department. Okay, so any form of data protection officer role, I I always classify it as two jobs. So it is project manager and internal auditor. The DPO in most companies, where possible, depending on their scale, will not be a processor of data. The reason is, if you're ensconced in the process, you're not getting that, I guess, umbrella view of data protection throughout the company or throughout the business. But really, what that role encompasses, understanding the requirements to become compliant, ensuring the right parties are involved. So it may be the requirement you'll need a project team, really setting out, I guess, tasks and projects within the company to review things like procedures, risk uh, and security, getting that in place, but then also auditing going forward, because GDPR doesn't stop on May the 25th. Um, we need to test our compliance, test our policies, but also continually audit the data and processes we have to ensure that we do actually maintain, I guess, the risk management of them.
1: I would like to think that most of our listeners right now have already undertaken many of the the elements that we've discussed today. But if we take it back to a worst case scenario, okay, so if I'm listening to this and I'm a payroll manager, it's the first I've heard of the data regulations. Um, I've just discovered I've got less than eight weeks or 10 weeks, whatever it might be, to get ready,
2: what should I do? Where can I go? You've got a number of choices. Um, it's very easy. I can sell you a course, <laughs> I don't yeah. mean. but it's important you get as much information as quickly as you can. If you do have the ability to get onto some kind of very specific course, that's a really good idea. Obviously, the Information Commissioner's website is excellent for this. So if you go on there, there are numerous documents, numerous blogs, um, some very specific information you can deem, deem from there. But if you are coming in uh, late minute, it's all about your mapping can't emphasize enough that if you do one job it's map your data map your processes look at your risk look at your sensitive data because as a minimum as long as we've looked at our sensitive data and we're talking about things like health bank accounts uh, anything to do with judicial such as attachment of earnings court orders etc ethnic origin trade union membership It's taking those sensitive items or our risk processes and trying to put some form of compliance in place to protect them as a bare minimum. Excellent,
1: and I have to say as well, um, for those that are perhaps panicking slightly, or if you feel like you haven't mapped and, and done all the things that we just talked about today, you can go to the Learn Centre's website. There's a wealth of free information. Of course, they've got some fantastic courses there as well, which which Richard delivers. There's loads of free white papers, loads of free collateral that you can download and have a look at. So, you know, I do do recommend you take a look at their look at their website. So
0: GDPR aside, entering the vault.
1: What piece of advice, Richard, would you give to someone working in payroll right now?
2: Ensure you are positioned correctly in your business. Ensure that the business understands the importance of your role, but also ensure that the payroll role you have integrates with other parts of your company. The payroll jobs changed dramatically over the last 10, 20 years. We used to be the payroll in the corner, possibly part of finance, sitting on the back of HR, But today, a payroll person isn't just a payroll person. We're a little bit about pensions, a little bit about reward, a little bit about benefits, a little bit about compliance. So I think we need to ensure that our role is structured within the company, that first of all, you're involved with the right parts of that company, that they understand what you do, but also, well, you have the gravitas within the company to make differences.
1: With the benefit of hindsight, if there was a, a career
2: decision that you wanted to change, what would it be? I think I would have moved into uh, client roles a lot earlier. Where I really found my passion was people. I moved to uh, Ceridian, who in RSD works, and I worked as a client relationship director for their largest accounts. And I think at that point in my career, I changed quite dramatically because I saw the value more that I could bring than I could when I actually did payroll itself. So, that would be my personal sort of move.
1: What about the other way around then? What if you had the power of foresight? Um, let's say you could change the entire payroll industry with one actional improvement. What would that actional improvement be?
2: If I could go back and start it all over again for the whole payroll industry, it would be repositioning the payroll industry within an organisation. Okay. Um, obviously, we've seen incredible increases in the last 10 year, years or so as to the position of payroll in a company. But uh, having been in the industry for 33 of them, I think now, if you look at payroll back then to where it is now, it's obviously moved forward a lot. But if I could start again for the whole payroll industry, it would be the position of payroll rather than being the position that it is that it sort of sits on the back of other departments.
1: Excellent. Totally agree. I think um, that's something that many, 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 many payroll people will agree with you on. Uh, Fantastic. Okay, last two. We're going to jump through these. So, Richard,
2: we learned a lot about you today. Tell us a little bit more about what motivates you and why. Um, What motivates me? Positivity, feedback, people's response to what I can provide to them, uh, given that what we do as a business is learning and education and improving. My biggest kick in work is positive feedback and seeing change created from something that I've done. Does that make sense? Yeah. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. Please do feedback. Email in, tweet us, contact us on social media. It'd be great to hear what you think of this talk. Uh, last question, We're nearly done. If you didn't work in payroll, Richard,
2: what would you be doing? I meant to say I've only ever wanted to be in payroll, but that wouldn't be um, If I didn't do payroll, I would make stuff. I would love to leave work at the end of a day, having made something tangible every day.
1: Out of a product like wood? Whatever it
2: could be. Yeah, preferably from scratch making a product that somebody wanted. I guess it will be a very, very satisfying day actually having produced something rather than having just done something. Something of worth. Absolutely. That other people want, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, that just about wraps us up for today. But listen, I'd like to say a huge thank you for Richard George for some very informed knowledge on GDPR. And um, hopefully the listeners out there find that really useful in getting them prepared. I've got a huge amount of respect for Richard in the industry. We're good friends. And I really appreciate his time today. So I'd just like to say thank you ever so much, Richard. And it, this is the Payroll Podcast. This is Nick Day, and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon.
0: You've been listening to the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, specialist payroll recruiters. If you would like to feature on a future podcast, please contact us. For a wealth of world-class payroll content, please visit us at jgarecruitment.com. See you next week.